Alright, hey, good day. It's just me, Ryan Orr from Team Title Guy, Tycor Title. And as promised, yesterday uh, there was a event that was hosted that had to do with uh, forbearance and foreclosure. And so there's a lot of questions that people have in today's marketplace, specifically as it relates to these two topics, because of what we've been going through with the pandemic. That's right, the pandemic. So Forbearance, if you were unaware, has to do with the temporary relief of mortgage payments and or potentially other bills as well. Now, there are a large number of people that have taken advantage of this in a positive way uh, to leverage themselves and make sure that they can continue to stay in their home. It's also a process by which they try to slow the foreclosure opportunities. And I think right now we're in a, a different kind of time that we haven't been in in some time because there are different workouts and some people don't know what the implications of that truly were. And so we are coming through to this as we speak. Now, right now what I intend to do is kind of give you guys a synopsis of what was talked about yesterday on this uh, webinar with the REO Mac group. Now, maybe you know what that is, maybe you don't. For those who don't, REO Max stands for REO stands for Real Estate Owned or Bank Owned Properties, and this is the professional association that works within the distressed uh, servicing industry. So they're on the front lines each and every day. Now, here we go. Fasten your seatbelts. Oh, and I believe they're going to send us over a copy of the recorded. Uh, webinar from yesterday. I will post it in the thread as well. So please look in the description uh, or in the first comments for that as well. Uh, the webinar was about an hour and a half. So maybe you'll watch it. Maybe you won't. Um, I will let you know that the uh, common theme of the webinar, which I was shockingly surprised, uh, that it was overall quite positive uh, for us and for our economy and for homeowners uh, as a whole. So, all right, here we go. Uh, in regards to showing numbers for GDP in the first and second quarter, guess what? Huge in the tank. However, it is starting to recover. Uh, and I think to many economists, surprise as to how quickly things are starting to recover. And if you didn't know this, 70% of economic spending um, here is the economics here in America is based upon consumer spending. And as consumer sentiment went to the floor uh, at the start of this pandemic, you watched a huge uh, drop on that as well. So it was massive. And this all came about right around the time that the shelter in place came in order. Again, not shocking news when it comes down to this, but when you realize what percentage of the market is driven by consumer spending, uh, those are where a huge part of the implications. Now, consumer confidence went to the floor, peaked up, and then again, I think it was a June-ish time uh, when we started having a, a potential resurge of cases it kind of dropped again. So, but like a roller coaster, here we are again and people are starting to spend money again. Over the last three months, there's been a large increase or significant increase, but we do still have a long ways to go for a full recovery on those items. Now, other numbers to keep in mind is that before the pandemic hit, we were at a 50 year low on unemployment. And then Afterwards, you know, there was a lot of layoffs, a lot of furloughs, a lot of things that happened, which is why our conversation today is relevant. Uh, the forbearance came into play to help people save their homes while they were in some form of furlough and businesses were trying to figure out what was their future and did they even have a future. Uh, I think that that's kind of a, a big deal. 
Uh, you know, here's another number that they talked about a lot. And as to why we're talking about defaults or the numbers not being as large as they might have expected at one point. Uh, in this economic downturn, they are finding that renters are disproportionately impacted by unemployment as compared to homeowners for whatever reason based upon the types of jobs. So that is one of the reasons why we're not seeing the numbers higher currently as it relates to uh, defaults and forbearance programs where they're not working. And so I think that's going to have a huge implication as to what we're seeing or not seeing uh, as it relates to foreclosures. So I know a lot of people were looking at that. Continuing on the unemployment uh, topic or side of things, in this downturn or in, in traditional downturns, when unemployment rises, there's no end in sight for what it looks like for those being unemployed. And the difference on this downturn is the fact that uh, most of the unemployment is looking as temporary or furloughs or temporary layoffs for companies to be able to brace, to be able to withstand, or withstand, I should say, withstand. I don't know if that's a word. Anyway, but withstand the, the storm, and they seem to be bringing quite a bit of their workforce back. Now, that's not to say that some businesses aren't truly impacted and potentially going out of business, that, and that's a travesty. But at the same time, I know there's a tremendous amount of other employers looking to hire them. So uh, kind of, kind of a, a double-edged sword on that one. Uh, as, as per The Economist and the jobs reports, again, uh, first Friday of every month, those numbers are coming out. Uh, and jobs are rebounding more quickly than most would have expected. And again, this was reaffirmed uh, yesterday as well as we were talking about this. And existing home sales are recovering slowly. I thought that was kind of a weird number, kind of a deal, because here in Southern California, or at least in the Inland Empire, uh, we are going gangbusters, and uh, I'll get a little bit more into that in a moment. Uh, traditionally, our summer selling season is May, June, July. Well, again, we were right in the midst of everything going on, and I think what we're also seeing right now is at least this year, it looks like it's going to be July, August, September being our busiest months of the year. So... Again, fasten your seatbelts. If you're working right now or you're thinking about it or wondering what you should do, it's you should probably get back to work and push hard because there's still a ton of opportunity. Now, uh, a number that was, was brought up in regards to inventory, inventories across the nation and especially here in, in the Inland Empire in Southern California are low and the demand is extremely strong. If I look at my numbers here, I believe it says that, uh, that we are short the market is undersupplied on inventory by at least 300 to 400,000 homes nationally. Again, when you have that many people looking for homes and the inventory is just not there, you do the math. That helps sustain values, if not push them upwards. So um, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, in regards to the numbers as well, they were referring to our current numbers in this uh, downturn, per se, as counter-cyclical. They're just not, weren't expecting this. And that the MBA said the purchase loan applications were up 27% year over year, uh, which is kind of kind of wild and a strong number. Do you, do, you, do you feel like a strength in the message that was shared yesterday? I, I was not expecting this. I was expecting them to talk about uh, a lot more. But again, let's, let's go through this and then we can summarize at the end. Um, ready for this? Now, some people want to talk about this bubble thing or whichever. Like, hey, we're going to bust. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to go rent for six months, and the market's just going to arbitrarily crash, and I'll rebuy then. Um, yes, everything that's happening right now is driving prices to record highs. 
And as they showed number for number, we're actually pretty close nationally to the peak prices before the crash in 2006-7-ish. But, uh, there's a but, you ready? But, they also referenced the fact that affordability uh, is better than prior cycles. And they cited wage growth uh, and a huge part being interest rates as well. So if you take the opportunities and you take 12 or six, 13 years from the last downturn, you take inflation, opportunities, wage growth over those 12 years, and then you consider the fact that at that time, uh, rates were six to 7% when market crashed. Now we're at, we're seeing twos, insane right? Insane. So keeping in mind and keeping these things in perspective, affordability is at its best rate that it's been in a very long time, even though our prices are a bit higher. Uh, they also made the statement and they were shouting out to builders saying, if you build it, they will buy. If you build it, they will buy. All right. Forbearance, uh, if you didn't know, peaked. The requests peaked in March and has dropped dramatically since. So right as people were super uncertain, I know that I felt really awkward and uncertain in, uh, in the month of March as well, didn't know what was gonna go on. Um, so people tried to opt in because they didn't think they were gonna have a job. They didn't know if they were gonna have an income. And this was being offered and so people wanted to jump on and I completely can understand and relate. But uh, they called some people and some of these economic economists reckless because one of the things that they were being referred to as doomsday uh, forecasters, um, what actually happened was significantly, like not even close to the numbers that they were forecasting. And it was almost they were referencing saying irresponsible for them to make the statements and the claims that they did because they thought that it could have instilled fear and panic and uh, their numbers weren't even close. So well, good for them, they gave it a shot, they failed miserably and I'm grateful they did to be honest. Um, all right, Ginny May, portfolio, private portfolios. Uh, they are controlling the majority of, of the inventories, and so they are dictating the rules that we see moving forward in, in regards to lending. So we'll continue to look for what they are, um, are stating, what's coming down the pipe. Oh, another interesting number. Out of all the people that are currently in forbearance, which uh, my numbers, which I don't see on here, I probably took a deal, but it was at 7.8 7 or 7.5% of mortgages currently were in forbearance. However, that also being said, they said that 25% of those that are currently in forbearance are still making their payments. So they have the ability not to, um, but they are, 25% of them. And they said the vast majority of those who had accepted a forbearance agreement to this point are exiting the forbearance program successfully. So again, that's a big deal. So if these people were in the forbearance and then they were coming out of their forbearance program and they were going default there and they weren't able to meet their obligations, well, guess what? That would have huge implications for our industry. It could have huge implications for the servicers. And uh, moving forward, it just shows strength. Um, foreclosure activity was at record lows, uh, or is at record lows in, in 2020, uh, and is actually the lowest number since 1985. 1985. They did say that they do expect certain parts to increase in the next six to 12 months. Uh, there was a, 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 a picture, which I'll post in the comments as well, 
Uh, it showed that LA had a big red dot on it saying it was one of the hot spots of it. But literally they said they went up to 234 uh, notice of defaults for the entire county. And that county and the number of households in that county is absolutely huge. So realistically, you look at the total number of transactions and homes that are there and it's minuscule. Remember, liars can figure and figures can lie. It's all a matter of how the numbers are twisted. So um, I want to make sure I get this out. Um, oh, here it is. Foreclosure starts were down 83% year over year. Hmm. Small number, right? 83%. So, and they were pretty low even still last year. Um, defaults will, incre will increase, but nothing like 2008 was what was being uh, shared. All right, got a couple more pages of notes, guys. I know I'm at 12 minutes. I'm going to try and wrap this thing up within the next three. But hopefully you're finding great value in this. And if you are and you know somebody else that could use this, please share. Send me a comment or a like or hit the subscribe button. All right. Now, other differences in regards to this downturn versus previous. It says it's 70%. 70% at current time have at least 20% equity or more. Kind of a big deal. And 90% of those who are currently in forbearance have at least 10% equity. These are strong numbers. Uh, we referenced about the market being undersupplied on inventory and the fact that this time around, the loan quality is far superior than it was in the past. So it means that the people were actually qualified and they could, didn't just have to fog a mirror in order to qualify. Now, you may or may not remember, and if you were around back then, I think some, some companies out there, maybe like a countrywide had a program. I, I think I heard people saying that success comes in the can and all you have to do is fog a mirror. Uh, that's not the case this go around. Uh, and uh, homes are more rationally priced. You haven't seen a huge uh, growth. If you're looking at the charts and the graphs, seeing how uh, equity has grown or how appreciation has gone, it hasn't been a massive spike, which is kind of a good deal. When the attorneys got on the call, they also started talking about some of the challenges as it relates to evictions and some of the court cases and the rulings. Uh, biggest thing being the fact that the courts were closed. The courts were closed. And so they weren't able to process certain forms of evictions and probate cases and divorce cases to be able to finalize those for those sales to actually go through. While courts are starting to reopen, uh, most right now is going to be virtual courts, uh, but they are actually processing things through. Uh, this being said, there is a backlog. So when it comes to those types of transactions, we're going to need to uh, just be patient, unfortunately. Oh, here it is. Government subsidized entities own two-thirds of the residential uh, loan market. Again, that's one of the reasons why they're pushing um, so hard. As much as, yeah, let's see here, COVID relief, eviction protection. Uh, a lot of talk on those, AB for California, AB 828, AB 1410, uh, and AB 1436. These are ones you're going to want to really kind of take a peek at. Maybe Google. I won't have time to go into each and every uh, one of those bills. So it's AB 8288SB1410 and AB1436. Um, AB828 is still in effect. It has a moratorium on foreclosures. SB1410 has to do with uh, tenant, tenant relief. Although I will caution you, if you do have properties and you do uh, agree to this one, which I would never do, um, it says that they don't have to repay until 2024. So I don't know that I, as, as a landlord, would want to be locked into something for that long. Um, 
1436 has to do with uh, tenant rental payments default mortgage forbearance has to do with evicting that you're not able to evict 90 days after the state lift of, uh, the lift of state of emergency. So, and they have 15 months. It was 12, but they upped it to, to 15 months to, to repay. Um, I would strongly suggest if you're going to do anything at that point um, that you would want to uh, hopefully help them along the way, offer some money, whatever it would take in order to uh, help them along or find their next place. So uh, that seems to go a lot further. Uh, they do believe that there is an avalanche of, I said avalanche, of evictions pending and that 40% of the states are no longer uh, showing protections for tenants, 40%. But that's going to be county by county, in some cases city by city. So you're going to want to check. Um, when it comes to that, um, the CARES Act and protecting, it's been overseeing and protecting, you know, there's 108 million renters in the United States. And um, yeah, 40% of the states are no longer uh, having those. Um, landlords with federally backed loans are not supposed to, or per this ruling, not supposed to uh, evict. So they can request a forbearance if they want to. Uh, they may or may not and uh, grant it. And uh, yes, it, it's technically not going to hurt your credit, but it will show non-payment of loans. So be careful in what you choose. Um, if you didn't also know this, when it comes down to it, forbearance uh, is available for people up to 12 months. So forbearance is a word that has to be taken seriously and not lightly and used where needed, but probably should not be used if you can afford to pay. So anyways... I just wanted to do my best in a shorter period of time than an hour and a half, um, be able to give you a summary of what I heard, what I experienced, um, and what the general consensus on the call was yesterday. And I was, like I said, shockingly surprised as to how positive and how strong the report truly was. So again, I'll put the link as soon as I get it into the comments or the thread. So if it's not on here at the time you're watching this, just check back. And uh, I will do my best to get that in there. Alrighty, God bless you. Have an incredible day. And uh, whether you buy, sell, or refi, please specify the title guy. Bye bye.